Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm recording. Let's fucking go. I'm recording. Hi, Joe. Jesus Christ, man. I've never started a podcast with somebody so pissed off. What? Look, you got to get a handle on what's going on in your house. Uh, you know what? I don't disagree with you anymore. It, 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 uh, Rio, can you please leave? Sorry. I'm doing, trying to do this. Thank you. I, I just, love you, it, Rio. I love everything about you, Rio. You're doing a good job. You got it licked at seven years old, kid. You got to pump her up. Yeah, no, sorry. I just there's, you got the... Fucking kids everywhere. The this, the that. You know, I've just I've, calm down. Sit there's down. no batteries for my goddamn thing. You know, I've got. It's okay. <laughs> Sit down. I don't want to look. I'm, I feel like I'm looking up your skirt the whole time. I, I'm, I know. I'm. I'm standing. And you know, we got the, the wives. We got the wives. We got like, the wives. We are supposed to. The wives like are supposed to come on from uh, Sesame Street. Is off to the side there. <laughs> is that like a shaggy pillow? What is that? <sighs> What am I looking at? What what's what is that? You got yeah, Doc from uh, Back to the Future next yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, uh, there is, he is. Okay, there you go, dude. It was. It's just been. It's. It, it, this has been a rough morning. It's been a rough morning. You know, I got in at three a.m. Aaron Why? And I, it was Jimmy Johnson. He's a race car driver. He's uh, uh, a good friend of ours, and it was his birthday. And we went to town and we had a great dinner and then we, uh, you know, had some wine back at his house and it just turned into three o'clock in the morning. Thank you. And, uh, and we had a good time, but then it's just, it's, it's one of these things. It just, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't calm down and I, I've been, let, you know, you always give me shit about not being on time and this, I, I don't know. I, you know what? I feel like I should just go. Don't go. Don't go. Um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm here. I'm here, and uh, I know you only have so much time. We're trying to get the wives on. No, today. we're going to get the wives on. We got an. We got an hour. We're good. We're good. Um, since we last talked, uh, you've been back into the sport of golf, and and I've uh, been alerted to the fact that I'm going into the NFL Hall of Fame next summer. Oh yeah, sorry for me talking about all my fucking issues. Congratulations, dude. No, thank you. I was just going to say the reason why I bring it up is I got texted by your sister and Kurt before I got texted by you, who's my theoretical business part partner. Uh, I think I'm and, more than that, aren't I? Yeah, I mean you're like a co-investor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, no, that's that's what that's what I was looking for. Listen, yes. you're you're the only male uh who's on my favorites list on my iPhone. Oh, that's nice. Well, here's the thing. I I, I was not watching football, Thursday night football, when this when all this where was it? Thursday night, yeah. When this all went down. Yeah. Cincinnati, Cleveland was the game. Yes. I, I know what's happening. I, I didn't know what was going on. I get a text from your wife. It was a group text with numbers that I didn't even know. So I, it was probably like Jason Patrick and, you know, Harry or something. I, I don't know. No, that's, yeah, you're, you're on, on a nice 
nice uh, path there, yes. probably. And I was Who like, else? holy shit. Oh, I can't even believe Trump this. Trump was on there. Trump was on now there. You have Trump's, now you have Trump's cell phone. No, which is nice. Obama. We've been texting, you know, all the ex, okay. ex-presidents. Great. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I did text you. And then I never no, heard no, a response. I never heard heard a response. And then I because I was three hundred and something deep on my text. I know, but I so thought that, was, that you were mad at me because I didn't hit you up right away. You know what I mean? It's all good. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm bringing it up so that we have something to discuss before our wives get on. And I'm anxious to have our wives get on. I'm not anxious to see them reunite on this Zoom call and on our podcast. We need to get that out of the way or clip it out because nobody cares. No, I think it'll be good. I think I think everyone needs to hear sort of their exuberance and what their relationship is and how excited they are. And, you know, Aaron got up early around 6.30 to start preparing for this. And Oh, yeah. Michelle's all done up too. I... I I, that, as, I said, as I said to Aaron, I was like, I was like, babe, I was like, you don't, I mean, it, no, this isn't really going on camera, you know, I mean, it's a podcast, but, you know, I think they want to look cute for each other in, in a way, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I think that's what's happening. Yeah, it's, it becomes a bit of a competition and you guys are, <laughs> you guys are, we went to bed at like, oh, the crack at 10 p.m. and uh, you went to bed at 3 a.m. So we're already working at a serious advantage. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but we're going to, we will beat you guys in whatever competition that we're going to <laughs> have. I don't even know what it is, but um, no, I'm, I'm honestly uh, very excited about this. This is an episode that we've talked about since the inception of this podcast, just getting the girls together, getting the wives on. Um, and just hearing them talk shit about us. I mean, that's pretty much why they're coming on, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, but I want to get back to the uh, Hall of Fame thing real quick. Congratulations. It's a fucking big thing, especially because you're with your pops. I think that's what makes it most special. Yes. The, yes. Know, awards are awards. Who knows how we get them? Whatever committee there is that decides on awards in general it's it's sort of arbitrary there's no doubt that you've had an amazing career as a broadcaster and the fact that you are now with your pops that's what makes it special you know right that's what yeah it was an honor it's a huge honor i have a really tough time doing any victory laps or accepting anything like that. And I tend to downplay it, but the best part of it was having my sister and my mom and certainly my wife. And I'm sure we'll talk about this when she gets on, but I mean, she was so genuinely emotional for me and my mom was, and my sister was, and for my mom at 81 to be around to see her son go in to join her late husband in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That that is the cool part. I mean, it's it doesn't I, I just have a tough time not sloughing it off. But mm-hmm. I, I think the best part is just being in there with my dad and having my mom around to see that. I know. That's I'm, the best part. I was hoping you were gonna cry because I did watch the clip. I mean, I didn't see it live, but I, I watched it and I was like, man, I hope he cries. And it just I was, you know, I wanted to see a little more emotion. If I have any critique you were definitely surprised. There's no doubt you could feel that, but I just wanted some tears. I was waiting for some sort of a breakdown. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. And, and the fact that I didn't cry at that, I, I do have a bit of a problem with people that win an Oscar or people who win an Emmy or mm-hmm. people who win a SAG award go up and start bawling because they won. It, it seems so about them. I tend to get more upset and emotional when it's about somebody else and somebody else's story, which is why I didn't cry when I found out I was going into the Hall of Fame, but I did cry last night at the pre-video of Carol Baskin before she danced on Dancing with the Stars, how she talked about (laughs) how she's been beaten up by the media and her kids have had to deal with all that after Tiger King and she's bawling talking to the camera and her new dance partner and I, I'm sitting there crying at Carol Baskin crying, Wait but I can't cry at my own stuff. I didn't even cry when my dad passed away. I didn't cry. I, I can't cry at my own stuff, but when it's some stupid story like Carol Baskin being obliterated by the media, then I start crying. You actually cried? Like, I did. From the Carol, uh, Carol Baskin sort of lead-in? 
I did. What? Yes, I honest to God. And then she danced, and it was pretty good. I mean, it's better than I would have done. And then I cried when she got the the scores. And I, I just, I need help. Wait I a don't, minute. I don't understand that. <coughs> Excuse me. Wait a minute. How could a how could his little sizzle piece be that emotional? I mean, are we saying that Tiger King portrayed Carol Baskin in a light that was not authentic to who she is? Well, I think things get sensationalized, and then she's basically been accused of murder. Mm-hmm. Throwing her, her husband out of husband, an airplane. You know, <laughs> th- whatever happened. And being accused of that by the great Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic, who yeah. didn't even sing his own like country songs. He's, you know, his he's her biggest rival and he's accused her of this and hinted at this. And now everybody just assumes that she's murdered her first husband Mm -hmm. or her latest husband. And now she's on dancing with the stars. And yes, I feel like she's been theoretically wrong, wrongly. She's been convicted in the court of public opinion before she's really had any hard evidence. This is breaking news. I mean, Joe Buck is, is, is adamantly defending Carol Baskin's, you know, personality and in this country you're innocent until proven guilty the only proof anybody has is hearsay from (laughs) joe exotic who's in prison himself right why are we god knows why are we trusting joe exotic you know over carol baskin i i don't know maybe there's something um there's something sympathetic uh, something sympathetic about about you know, Joe Exotic. It's you just sort of feel for I that. I guess guy. I didn't find him that sympathetic. I, I I have a much more difficult now. If Joe Exotic is on Dancing with the Stars, I'm actually going to go to L.A. and watch oh, the show. Gosh, I'm going to be too. in the house because I want to see him dance. Have you been uh, propositioned for Dancing with the Stars yet? I mean, no. have you? No, no, I was asked. Don't you feel like that's just kind of it? Oh, if that's you do it. that. That's it. No, that's you're it. Done. That's it. Unless you and I decide to go on together and do it for some sort of a cause of some kind. You know what I mean? Like we can yeah. do a daddy issues sort of we're going to both going to go on dancing with the stars and we're going to see who can out we can outlast if we can outlast each other. Well, I and mean, we do it for something yeah. charitable. I have no chance. I mean, I'm going to be voted off before I, I step one foot onto the ballroom floor. I mean, I've got half the country thinks I hate their team. They're going <laughs> to, I, I have, I would have such a mountain to climb. My dancing would have to be so good. Yeah. That people go, you know what? I think he hates the Yankees, but I got to vote for him because that was really good. And that's well, just you're, not going to you know, happen. Your first number, like the cha-cha, you have to be in a Yankees uniform. You know, I ha- I have to take the like the logo of every yes. team that thinks yes, like a Giants logo and a Packer logo <laughs> and a Viking logo and a Red Sox logo in Yankee pinstripes yeah. dancing around the ballroom. Dude, then I got a shot. Amazing. Or each dance is just a theme of one of these right. teams that you hate, right? Right. The first thing I'll do, I'll do to a song from Damn Yankees. I was like, just about, gotta I was, have heart. Right. <laughs> totally. Those damn yeah. Yankees. <laughs> anyway, right. I'm just kidding, folks. This one's for all the Yankee fans out there who think that I'm in the bag for their opponent every damn time they play. Guys, <laughs> hit it. <laughs> my prediction is, is that at some point in your life, and I'm not discounting myself, you know, you or I will be on Dancing with the Stars when it's just we've come to the end, and it's like fuck it, let's go. The you know? next, the the only, the last stop. That's the second to last stop. Okay. On Dead End Celebrity Avenue, the last stop is yeah. uh, Celebrity Rehab with Doctor Drew. <laughs> 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 so you go, maybe right? mass. You're in a yeah, maybe mass singer. Mass oh, singer, yeah, okay. then Dancing with the Stars, and then Celebrity Rehab. I think that that that's probably fair. <laughs> I think that's it. The next stop is just a grave somewhere. It, when you leave a a two bed like a double room with vanilla ice, <laughs> there's nothing Dude, left. That's it. That right is that's all. Or um, 
you know, what was his name? Conway? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's his name? Ron, uh, the not guy Ron. from Taxi. Yeah, he's the from Taxi. From, from, from Greece. Jeff Conaway. Jeff Conaway. Jeff Conaway. Yeah. Conaway. Conaway. Not Jeff Conway. Con- sorry, sorry. Jeff Conaway. Yeah. By the way, I right. was such a fan of Celebrity Rehab. That shit, I, I oh, binge watched all that. I mean, it's great. It, it was it's just, just. It's like Conaway's on every other season, and so's Tom Sizemore. Yeah, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> And then you had Dennis Rodman, I think, who just basically was there for the free, you know, whatever. I mean, who knows why right. he, he, he didn't. Like a hot meal. Right, a hot a meal, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for the hot meal. <laughs> I really don't have any issues. I just, I'm, you know, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. So uh, my my agent booked me on Celebrity Rehab. Totally. It, it, it's, it's, it, he, had, he had to audition, actually. <laughs> like, see how much you can drink. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, uh, I had him on my direct TV show. I've never seen a guest cry within the first <laughs> 10 seconds. <Have> we <laughs> talked about that. He came out, sat down and I was like, the crowd gave him a standing ovation. He's like, he tried to talk, broke down and it was 20 uh, minutes of him crying. Uh, it was like me watching Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's interesting. It, it's that that he he probably he, he he was accepted for a moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he probably there's so much pain in that man that when he has that adulation of just is that the right word? Yeah. And, and yeah. And and you know that standing O there there's some sort of self worth that rises up in him and he he just gets emotional. You know. Well, I mean, he has like a he has a like a patented Dennis Rodman saying like. I should have been dead at eight. I should have been dead at 18. I should have been dead at 28. I should have been dead at, you know, yeah. and he's, he's skirted death so many times, according to him, Yeah. Uh, that I feel like, yeah, his sense of self-worth is oh God, I basically know. zero. Yeah, so we, we need to get down to that to then be on celebrity rehab. I mean, you know, if my sense of self-worth was low, but then I went to Hoffman and it's now it's at 100, I have to whittle that down before I can yeah. go on to Dancing with the Stars, even. <laughs> How great would that be? I would, I would love that so much if you went on Dancing with the Stars. I don't, I, I, what, what honestly? Honestly, like if, if the, I want to do it for my family and for my friends. You know what I mean? Because they would get such a kick out of it. The joy that it would bring my sister and my mother and Kurt and Wyatt, them in the audience watching me, in these outfits, doing these dances, they would be pissing their pants the whole time. What if on Dancing with the Stars, you were one of the celebrities and your dad, Bill Hudson, Mm. was one of the celebrities? Oh, that would be a great showdown. And we end up in the finals together. You have to dance. Yeah, you have to. It's a dance-off. Yes. And then at the end, there's this big... Come together moment. No, the final with numbers. The new host Tyra the, Banks. The final, the number, the final numbers. My dad and I actually dance together. That's oh, that's the end. Is we okay. do Bruno Taglioli, <laughs> Oliver Hudson. You brought the tiger out of your father. It, I've never seen such a way about somebody so light on their feet and the tears <laughs> falling out of your eyes as you danced and your father you ignoring your tears. It was amazing. You danced with no abandonment. You, wait a minute. You, were you abandoned? Y- yes. Abandoned Reckless my, abandonment. You, you abandoned me. I abandoned my boy. I abandoned my boy. I abandoned my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. What if Daniel Day-Lewis goes on that show? Oh. That opened the floodgates for everybody who still has a legitimate career going. Well, to get honestly, if Daniel Day-Lewis went on Dancing Stars. with the Stars, like I'd be signing up. I mean, you're right. It's, right. Like, it's like celebrities now doing commercials. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, celebrities were not doing commercials. I mean, it was crazy. Now, you know, everyone's fighting to do some fucking commercial because it just pays well. Once that floodgate gets opened, all bets are off. So Daniel Day-Lewis goes on Dancing Bill with the Stars. Bill Belichick is doing Subway commercials. Dude, that's like, oh my God, in, I'm in, so glad. That's in Revel, the book of Revelation that, that it, there's like locusts. Yes. Uh, 
I, whatever a pest, whatever else has to happen, Floods, no fires, on the path locusts, to the end of the world. Forget COVID and all that. It's Bill Belichick doing subway commercials. Dude, I am so glad you brought this up because I, I saw, I just saw them a couple of days ago. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? I mean, in what world did he decide? You know what? I'm going to do this subway commercial. I mean, they must have paid him a, a very handsome sum. But it's so off-putting to see him sitting on this bench with makeup on doing a fucking Subway commercial when the man barely speaks at a press conference. I know. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. (laughs) Like, what? Well, yeah, okay, but uh, Tom Brady had a great game, and, uh, you know, you guys... You've won eight and it, we're on to Cincinnati. Okay. And now, right. Now, five dollar foot long. Five dollar foot We're long. on to five dollar foot long. Subway, uh, BMT. BMT. <laughs> free chips, free chips, it's, free chips. <laughs> it's just, it is mind blowing to see him. And yeah, there had to be a real decision. I can't imagine who pushed him over the. Was it an agent? Like, Bill, you got to Yeah, this. you got to improve you your gotta... image, Bill. Tom Brady's gone now. You know, he was the face of the organization. You. Now you have to step up. So we're going to get you this Subway commercial, you know. And Bill's like, no, oh, really? I got to do this? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know I what? Don't even eat, I, 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 I don't even eat sandwiches. <laughs> I don't even like sandwiches. I, 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 wanna, I want a reporter in a, in a conference to just ask him, what he puts on his subway. <laughs> right. It'd be like, right. Pickles. Just pickles? <laughs> pickles. Just pickles. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for pickles. <laughs> I, I just, it is, it, it is really hard and, and yet mesmerizing. Like, yeah. Here we are talking about a subway commercial. Yeah. But by so, the way, I like it. it I worked. mean, I, I think it's cool, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, good. He's, you know, he, he, by the way, I I I um I had a, a lunch with Belichick at the AT and T where not a lunch but we sat down at the same table you know after a, a round of golf and and uh, he was awesome I mean you know him better than most he was very I don't know him that well, well he was outgoing and me, laughing and talking yeah. and telling stories I was like oh this is a totally different human being he listens to Stern yeah so uh, he he is he will talk about anything except that week's game yeah now where that where he got that from his dad from just Mm -hmm. years in the league and worrying about stuff getting stolen or spies or people talking about his strategy behind his back he was notoriously tight-lipped even in private meetings even with us he's opened Mm. up a little bit over the years because we've had him in the super bowl a few times and he's now he's like phenomenal Mm -hmm. but he's very skeptical of telling anything to anyone. And so now, you know, to see him open up, he will talk to me about baseball for an hour and a half. Mm. He'll talk to you about the history of uh, Curly Lambeau to Vince Lombardi and, you know, the the great tradition and why the Packers mm. are the Packers. He'll talk about history yeah. of offensive formations all day long. But that week's game, yeah. he'll barely tell you who's playing quarterback yeah. for his team yeah. that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's, interesting. It's, that's yeah. just the way he's that's wired. The way he is. And now he likes footlongs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, five. Five dollar. Five dollar. Five dollar footlongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on to since we're on um, five dollar five. Where's uh, where's Michelle? All right, let's do this, Michelle. <laughs> this is my whistle for Michelle. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> we do though. Michelle, my love, love of my life, will you please join me in the boudoir? God, Joe, this is a bad idea. I've never regretted something more in my life. <laughs> this is the best idea ever. And by the way, we've been waiting making- for this. And now, finally, you guys have a shot at being successful and making some money on this damn podcast. Now we're talking. Well, let's start with let's start with this. What do you guys think of our podcast? <laughs> 
I've heard better. I I think it's really good. I have to tell you, I was a very loyal uh, participant in the listening, kind of uh, listening on a weekly basis. I was very good. And then after Charles Barkley, I just kind of fell off. And I'm not sure why. I don't know. I, I just... You're doing better than Aaron. I mean, I don't think she's listened to one. That's not true. Since we got here, I haven't listened to any in Aspen. But I, I would to- say Michelle's defense is she's back working. So <laughs> she's going a hundred different directions. But maybe she just doesn't give a shit and she thinks it sucks. No, that is not true. I will tell you guys this, and I mean this, and I know Aaron's going to agree. I'm just going to speak for both of us, Aaron. People... <laughs> love this podcast and I mean I've got more friends reaching out to me and going oh my god this is the greatest thing ever they're so funny they're so real they're so raw it's so great to see Joe in this light and you know we only get to see the game day Joe oh I'm sorry I felt like Joe dig at Aaron stay at home (laughs) mom stuff I you know you're like well Michelle's working I mean I am working I have a job and I'm a mom. You are a stay-at-home mother who's got to deal with three kids. Uh, she deals with more than three kids, and we established this on one of the earlier podcasts that neither one of these women listened to, and that was that your wife gets stuff done. And oh. she's not just in charge yeah. of your three. She's in charge of that entire David Koresh compound thing you have going on in Aspen. I mean, in my... In my inebriated stupor the night that we were at your house for a barbecue, I must have said it to Aaron 26,000 times. Like, Aaron, you get shit done. You run the show, babe. You run everything. I'm so proud of you. You are the most badass woman and human that I've ever been around. And she really does. I mean, it was impressive what we were witnessing that night. No, I know. And, and I, I tell her that it's the little things that sometimes us men don't pay attention to. And I think we need to because mm. there's a certain glue that bring that sticks everyone that makes it all work, that makes it all cohesive. And sometimes that glue is crazy glue. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't. See. Right step back and being like all the little things all the kids shirts and the laundry and the socks mm. and the details that she provides this family is what makes it whole mm-hmm. you know but it's sometimes it. it's not easy to recognize i'm going for a blowjob tonight by the way we started off strong today and we have not started off strong in a while oh no, this is true i think the boys probably had a plan well, we got into a fight. We got into two big fights yesterday. And Michelle, even though she stomped out of the room mad, texted me and said, if we're going to do this podcast tomorrow, we better make things right. And I was like, I'm up for that. <laughs> do you want to hear, do we care about the details of this fight? Which, by the way, was not really a fight. It was just Joe being an ass. That was the extent of the fight. Would you like to hear about it? This is what, this is what Joe does, as we know. And most times, and Oliver, you have experienced this firsthand, when Joe goes from being, you know, okay Joe to like tipsy Joe to like just raging, drunk, angry Joe, right? And you know what I'm talking about. What? what? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. But this is is supposing that. Oh, no. you're, you're saying this at another time. That was not last night. This is right. That's right. Just let me finish. Stop interrupting now me. I know a joke when he, he, when he drinks, he can get sharp. Very sharp. My point is, you know that tone. You know that sharp, angry, like, tone. What? <laughs> what? A little private joke I know. that I can drop, drop right there. Drop it. No, don't do it to me, Aaron. Nope. It was the best setup ever. Well, when I said that when Joe gets... Sharp. (laughs) Man, Aaron is sharp right now. Aaron, of the four of us, the only one that got that was Aaron. Not even the guy who said it got it. Yeah. Aaron, I I bow to you, queen. I mean, you just run shit. You run this podcast. Okay, just tell your story. So listen... My point is, is that you understand the 
sharp tone. You understand how he gets like nasty. There was no drinking involved when we got into an argument yesterday. But however, there were two screaming children, one of which was having a major meltdown. And I'm trying to change his diaper. And Joe has the to kid, not mine. Wow. You know, that's a different story. And I'm trying to change Wyatt's diaper. And Joe is down the hall with Blake. And this kid, Wyatt, is like punching me in the face and kicking and screaming and wants to murder me. And, you know, he's like, I hate you. And Joe, all of a sudden, rounds the corner. He's like, would you hurry up? I don't have an hour and a half to put these kids down. I have work to do. Oh... Now, listen to me, motherfucker, no. Let me go ahead and tell you why. (laughs) This job that we do, Aaron, this job that we all four do as parents is maybe the hardest job in the world. But on top of that, we all, not just Joe, the Hall of Famer, and we'll get to that because I'm a very proud mama for that, but not just the Hall of Famer. We all have other shit to do. Does he think that I'm sitting out here in the living room with a screaming, crying Wyatt just, I don't know, sipping a glass of wine and... Reaction, though, to him where you just like, you know what? Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know me well. Yes. Yes. He rounded the corner and I looked at him and I was like, don't you ever fucking say that to me again. <laughs> oh, you have other things to do? I love changing dirty diapers with kids having fucking tantrums. I'm actually going to stay here yeah, for another yeah. 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, because this is like a debate, because my name was brought up, I get to defend myself. Okay. The senator from okay. Missouri. <laughs> like there's something to defend, but okay, yes, go. I, the boys came home from their third day of whatever we're calling this. Nursery school. Parents day out, nursery school. They're both melting down. I had Blake. I had changed him. She takes so long to change a crying baby i'm like this kid's gonna get changed into a new diaper it was like on and on and the other kids already i've changed him put him in his sleep sack put him in his bed he's waiting for his brother to arrive and she's out there dilly dallying around and then when i got mad and then when i got mad and then when i got mad i'm yelling from outside their door thinking that Michelle is tucked all the way back around, but she was on her way and was just coming around the corner when she got the brunt of me yelling out. If I didn't yell out, she would have never heard me. I didn't know she was right there. Uh, okay, okay, but however, hold on, hold on. Closing argument. Nobody cares about Closing this. Closing argument. Closing argument. Why did it take you so long to change this diaper? Because he was having a meltdown. Have you ever experienced that, or do you just let Aaron handle all that? Hold them down, strap that shit on, and boom. Correct. Oh, my gosh. You guys. You're missing the point of everything. The whole point is, by the way, if if he was just yelling in my direction so that I would hear him, then why was he apologizing over and over and over again after he was yelling just so I could hear him? Go ahead, Aaron, talk for a while, will you? I'm sick of holding the mic up while I get ripped. So, I mean, my arm's falling asleep. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, look, here, here's, here's my thing. The evening routine on a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, working dad, stay-at-home dad, doesn't matter what it is, patience mm-hmm. is non-existent. You just want to get to the other side. And, you know, you're throwing a little curveball, the tantrum. And you're dealing with two, like you guys got to give each other a little credit. You got to be on the same team. You got to, you know, it's like the other thing is when you say stuff in the moment, in the heat of frustration and, you know, all that kind of shit, it's, you know, bad on your part, Joe, because obviously that's going to trigger something. But Michelle, it's also like, he's frustrated too, like dealing and wanting to kind of get the kids down. And it's that time we had all the time. It was like, you know, and then finally you're on the other side of it, and it's like Joe I just didn't wants really his mean he just to... wants to get to his drink work. No, this, I mean, right. this was it. This was like, at like three. Yeah, two thirty or something. So it wasn't a cocktail thing. This this was prior to nighttime when we then fought again. But it doesn't Got matter. It. Why don't you two it's talk about fine. yourselves? Listen, the point is we had great makeup sex this morning. And that's all that matters. 
That is literally the key. That's well, why that's we're here good. today. But you guys have a bit of, you guys are volatile. Like you guys do yell and fight and all yeah, that. I mean, I, Michelle's no lump. I mean, she, she'll come at you too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just said you're very irrational. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh yeah. I'm very irrational. That's your response. I would say the complete opposite. She's so rational. She can be feisty, but not irrational. Thank you. Well, I agree with that. That's truth. Aaron is doing nothing but just speaking truth in the first we 10 don't minutes. Fight That's what that I do, Michelle. We, 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 we don't fight that much. But you, you don't know? have two-year-old twins, so give us a little bit of a break. But we're just, you know, I just never do anything to really push her buttons. Okay, all right. Now we know that's not true. What a joke. How can you even look at me saying that into the camera? Yeah, You're- listen, if we're going to do this, we have to be raw and real. We're not, we're not sugarcoating shit. Like, let's, like, give the people the nitty-gritty. It's the little things. It's not like you're ever really fighting. Yeah, it's no. usually who feels like they're doing more shit, like not being appreciated, at, you know, during the height mm-hmm. of you know, patience and, you know, trying to also like enjoy it. Um, I like my sleep more than Oliver. He never seemed to understand that. We thought a lot about that. Yeah. Oh. That, that, yeah. Um, figure out for him. No, I still don't quite. Most people when they first meet um, understand that. But- like- Aaron, the first time that I met you, the first time that I met you, you guys were running late for our flight to Cabo. And shocking. <laughs> and you like you barely made the flight, but I remember the first thing that I noticed about you is that you had this gigantic pillow tucked under your arm getting onto the flight. Like not just like a little travel pillow, a a California king size pillow that you brought onto this plane. <laughs> oh yeah. I- like oh. get there with my pillow then out my luggage but this is this is everywhere we go <laughs> and now it's, it's we've done we've had some trickle down pillonomics because all of my kids carry huge pillows with them wherever oh, they go now put it put an end to that and here's the other thing the next time just to give everybody a peek into my existence with my great friend now oliver never had a we've never been closer you showed up with either an outdated or no passport to come down there. It was expired. That was a year ago. You fucking lazy loser. Yeah. yeah. I, we, we, we went to the fucking airport and I was like, Woo, here we go, Hi. Cabo! Like we were so excited. Oh, and then they're like, sorry, your passport's expired. I'm like, motherfucker. And it was like that defeat feeling of like, there was no arguing and there's no it was just shock yeah but i went right to the federal shock. building yeah stood in line i was like fuck this i'm, I'm getting after this right paid now so much money to get like uh, yeah. i mean that's what was amazing when you guys sent us this text and we were already down in cabo and i mean if you guys haven't already talked about it, this is our trip that we do every year it's pins and fins it's the member guests but it's our time together and that's where we've all bonded and really gotten close and and so when joe and i get this text we're like Jesus fucking Christ. Like, unreal. We didn't think there would be a shot in hell that you would make it down there. And then you you got there the next day. You were able to get it done. It was I was so proud of you. I was stunned, actually. I had already enlisted a kid that sold me chicklets as my partner. So I was beyond you. And then you showed up, and I had to tell that poor kid that they were no longer playing in the pins and fins. <laughs> Let me interview Michelle on her dad, and then you take Aaron. Okay, go. No, okay. I, Joe was just interviewing. Okay, all right. No. I wasn't aware that we were doing this. I mean, I'm fine. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So you grew up in Denver, right? Right, in Colorado, what, in like Morrison, Green Mountain area. What was your relationship with your father growing up? Right there. I mean, it was fine. It was good. We were a, we were a pretty normal family. I mean, we were not we were not well off by any means, but we were we were happy. And I never thought for one second that we weren't anything 
less than, you know, very super rich because we got everything that we wanted. It, it felt, I, we, it was, we had a really good family unit and then my parents got divorced and just, I don't know. I mean, that will rock and shock and change you. How old were you? I was, I was 13. My brother was 10. Um, and a lot of it is very, I think anyone that goes through divorce, a lot of the divorce, all of that murky mess become it's just, it's blurry, right? So you only, it's funny when I talk to my brother about the demise of my parents' marriage, I remember all the bad shit. He remembers all the good stuff. So I know that I was, as the older sibling, I was trying to protect him. I was also, and I was trying to make sure that he didn't kind of see and hear and feel the things that I knew that I was seeing and hearing and feeling between my mother and father. They fought a lot. I mean, it was a normal Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday occurrence. And, you know, it was, I think, I don't know, you know, and I think when you're that young, you don't understand what exactly they're fighting about. And I will give them both huge props for, to this day, hiding, I think, the real details and circumstances of their divorce from us. But you heard it. And I think that, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends that they they hear their parents fighting and they do the whole, they turn up the TV as loud as they can and they go, stop fighting. I can hear you now. Stop fighting, please. You know, we had some like really kind of gripping, sad moments where we were all crying as a family because we knew that it was, it wasn't going to end well. So, but I remember after my parents got divorced and I don't know, I don't know why, but my dad just wasn't there as much. And I got very mad at him for that. And we, I felt like I was the only person in the family and I got this from my father, ironically, but I'm very stubborn. I'm very bullheaded. And I would confront him. Like my mother would cower to him constantly. My brother would just kind of, you know, I wouldn't, he just was not confrontational, but I would, I would get, uh, my dad and I would butt heads and still do to this day. Um, our relationship is much better, but we still do. Go emulate your father in any way? Mm, no, I don't. Not do you think all? so? Parts of him. Do you find yourself, you know, having arguments or, you know, not reliving, but mimicking unconsciously some battles? you know, that you might have witnessed as a kid because you, you guys do fight. You know what I mean? John, I mean, but we, yes. I mean, we, we definitely, we can get into a good argument, but I don't think that we fight and it, and it's It's never lasted. I've, I've been on the other side of this in a different situation and I know what that feels like. That's not this, but I, I will say that, for the most part, our fights are my fault. It's me losing my patience. It's me losing my temper. It's me losing my... And she's very... She's the most patient person I know. I think almost to a fault sometimes with our kids. And I think that's what frustrates me. Sometimes I want her to put her foot down with them, even though they're two and a half. I want them to kind of understand that we're not going to just linger because you want to. It's time to listen to authority. That's what frustrates me about the way that we both parent. But most of our fights are me losing my patience. That, that's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And you have a relationship with your dad now, though. That's good, Michelle. Yeah, no, we have a, we've always had a relationship. Um, but we've just always been able to really kind of battle. But, you know, I think that I had expectations that weren't being met. And I think I was setting my, you know, you set yourself up for failure that way and you set yourself up for heartache and for disappointment. And it's, it's not, it's not his fault. I mean, I think that my dad did the best that he could. I mean, he was, he was a good dad, but you know, I, maybe I found, maybe I felt like I was at the front lines of fighting like my parents' battle. Like I was fighting for my mother, getting in his face to fight for my mother's pain and the divorce. And because she just, she didn't, she couldn't do it. So we, we, my mom, she just couldn't really, you know, she was, she was a big 
sobbing, crying mess for years after that divorce. And I just kind of took the role of being big sister and being my mother's best friend and being kind of the leader of our family. And so I would confront my father about things that I knew that my mother never would. And we just had this kind of weird relationship for a while. And, you know, I mean, listen, my dad, there are things that I, that I, that I wish, I mean, Aaron, I look at your relationship with your dad, just, just the things that you've talked about and the kind of things that you share together and the relationship that you have. And I mean, you know, I just don't have that with my father. Do you think, you know, there's any psychological sort of reasoning with um, marrying Joe, who's older, and that you're trying, <laughs> you, know, you know, get your father's love? You know, you're marrying your dad in a sense because Joe's much older than I you. I mean, he definitely, yes. You are you are touching on something that I've never thought about before, but wow, this is breakthrough moment right now. <laughs> I'm seven years, like, could I have had a child at seven? Like, I'm seven years older than her. I may look 20 years seven older than half, her. I may, but uh, no, that's, that's bullshit. Um, one last question, then we'll switch it over. Are you attracted to me? And on a scale <laughs> of, of one, I'm no, attracted where, to Aaron. I think more. They'll be offended. Right. Okay. Like but that. you know, you did touch me a lot, and then it just easy. <laughs> what was your scale of one to ten? What was that going to be? Huh? No. On a scale of one to ten, where am I? How do I rate? You know, you being attracted to me. Like. Uh, gosh, it's like a <laughs> negative 20. <laughs> no, you know, I love you. You know, I love touching you in hot tubs. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, that was funny. We got to tell the story. We were in the hot tub. Or not. No, it's yeah. not even a bad thing. <laughs> we're drinking and Michelle just like, you know, she just graces my arm or whatever. And Joe goes like, would you stop touching him? <laughs> Somebody's touching me. Yeah. I'm touching him. Oh, God. Can, can, I, can I wrap things up, though, before, about my father before we move on and interrogate, not even interview, but interrogate Aaron about her father? Although there's probably nothing to interrogate there. Um, I mean, I do, I will say that I am very thankful and very grateful. I always wanted, my father's just not maybe the most positive um person. I mean, he's just a bit of a curmudgeon. I think, you know, he's he's an old Republican and it's kind of the way that he grew up with his father. His father was never very touchy-feely. He didn't really say I love you and wasn't emotional and that's just kind of how my dad is. You're explaining Joe, you know, like an old stodgy Republican who's just not, not very effective. That is, that is, so I did that's marry me. my father. I did marry my father. Yes. You're right. Again, breakthrough. Let's just say he will send me emails that he will not send his own daughter. That, you know, like the typical political emails. And I, but then I, of course, send them straight to Michelle. Anyway, let's, uh, let's shift focus and go to <laughs> our favorite Northeasterner, Aaron Hudson. Uh, Aaron with two N's. Uh, tell me about your relationship. I feel like it's, it's, always been good to this day you're very supported and and loved by a warm man <laughs> yes yeah, a warm loving father who thinks his daughter hangs the moon here's my thing with my dad yeah. I, he was um he's just a positive happy person right so his essence and just in life is is that way and I think it makes life so easy. You know, you were kind of saying your dad is a little more of a curmudgeon and it's tougher and whatever. I mean, I look at my parents, they're total opposites. So they are one of those kind of, you know, defy the odds, like opposites attract, whatever you want to say, but they know who each other, you know, each other is basically, and they don't want to change each other. They almost embrace it and love each other. So there is this feeling of, um, you know, I, I don't know, acceptance, I guess, or just mm -hmm. kind of like, and they, and they adore each other. Like, you know, they're, it just works. I think, 
I think Aaron, that is that's the key to any successful relationship or marriage is that you accept the person for who they are and you don't want to change them, that you will ride the wave of change with them without trying to change them. It is something that you want them to be. And, you know, I think it, I don't know why it happens a lot, right? Like you date someone, you fall in love with who they are when you're dating them and courting them, and then you get married and you expect all this shit to change and for everything to just... Specifically with Joe, meaning you dated and it was amazing. And then once you sort of, you fall in love and, and, and then there are certain things that come out that you realize, you know, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that that part of you, you know... I think I feel like Oliver is really like trying to get us divorced or something. Do you feel like that that he's probing for some sort of a major fight that's going to lead to a separation that's going to lead to a divorce? No, Joe is. I, I hear what you're saying, and it's a good question. It's a valid question. No, I mean I think that I think you find things out about each other that are kind of annoying. For instance, he. Um, pinches me, farts very loudly, like whistles at like a, a an insane like ear kind of like don't do it. It's just it's the worst feeling in the world. These kind of things. I like to annoy. That's he basically annoy. it. I like to get a rise and hashtag, I like to tag as you know, Oliver, hashtag. I'm like, why do you want to just annoy me right now? It's like you want to pick a fight. You know this isn't gonna end well. Like just Stop. The problem is, is as I, I'm, I'm a horny hangover guy. Like I, I when when we drink, I, I get horny in the morning. Like I'm hungover, and I get it just I don't know why. And she, it's the last thing in the world that she wants. So I just I'm a I'm like a crazy person. And she, you know, you're irritable. You're a baby. You're a baby. You want to be. You want to get your way. Yeah, and I just want to. I just want to like make love. Yeah. Oh, aren't you I, just I feel perfect? Like we're, we're barely scratching the surface on so many things that I want to dive into. And I, but like to answer your question truthfully, I think the only thing that we've realized is that Joe is like just. I, I just maybe didn't realize like he he's not. So Super, super patient, but you have to. We have to also remember Joe has nine million things going on and takes care of nine million more people in the process. And he does it so flawlessly. And I mean, it's just, it's unreal. And now it's like, I want to start talking about this is such a good segue into this incredible honor of him getting announced and as going into the hall of fame with his dad, it's like, I, I'm like tearing up right now. It just, it's, it is so deserving. Stop. It's a proud, proud wifey. I, I know. I can't help it. I mean, the whole thing. Don't be such a cry baby for real. What you little shit talker. I wish I could punch you through the screen right now. <laughs> God, you feel my pain. <sighs> I know, but come on. I mean, listen, you know, Oliver, you know, don't be don't be upset and don't be jealous because you're never going to have this kind of a moment with your wife where you're going to like when you put your hands down on uh, in Hollywood for your you know, the the shape of your hands and your feet. Will you put your little 9 foot Will you put your little size 9s in cement in Hollywood? And I don't need to be inducted into anything for Aaron to be proud of me. Oh, wow. Those are fighting words. I'm going to see you at the playground, kid. I'll meet you by the monkey bars and I will, I will pride whoop your ass. Before we go, Joe, what was the, what was, what was the, what was the question that Ryan, you know, posed that we really liked? I I really liked that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, yes. After I say this, when you go in on the, the walk of fame in Hollywood, will you, have your small hands or your size nine shoes <laughs> so that people can walk by and go, Oh my God. He's like, he's the size of Mickey Rooney. <laughs> he's got little hooves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too good. I feel like we're just getting started. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yes. Well, we'll do one next week and we'll do like a second part. Uh, but the question was, has Oliver, lived up to what you saw as a kid with regard to your father. How is Oliver measuring up to whatever standard you hoped for when you married him 
to be a dad. <laughs> well, I'll say this. My dad, my dad set the bar really high. This, okay, this is actually a really good question because, you know, yes, her, her childhood was perfect, meaning her dad doted on her, told her she was amazing, even when she wasn't. You know, I'm saying not that you aren't, but in things where you probably needed, you know, you can do better or, you know. But I crushed it at everything. What are you talking about? No, my point is, is that you do develop a sort of Prince Charming complex in the sense that your father is the perfect man. You can do, he could do no wrong. He was an amazing human being. Now, the man that she marries has to live up to that somehow because there's just no doubt that as Aaron is trying to find her father in a sense from a psychological standpoint, someone who's going to treat her just as her dad did. And it's hard to live up to that standard because it's not possible, honestly. So I, I do my best. I, I, I do my best. I think the question was actually... I love that setup. Yeah, I think the question was for Aaron, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in a, in a, in a nutshell, yes, my dad, uh, really did set, you know, the bar high, but I will say with Ollie, the thing that I fell in love with besides his, um, size nine shoe and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cause you know what that means, body parts, humor and his good looks were his heart. I know it sounds like goofy, but my dad has this huge heart and so does he. It's, there's a softness, there's a sweetness, there's um, not, a, not a femininity, because I wouldn't say my dad has that, but there's, he's, my dad's not afraid to be emotional or show affection. And these were things that, uh, you know, Ollie had, which I knew would translate in fatherhood to, you know, kind of being a dad. I saw him with children. Um, and I just, and also I think a huge thing for me, right? Like if I had to say, okay, I'm never going to kind of meet someone as amazing as my dad. <laughs> I was like, because of his childhood, okay? And we joke and abandonment issues and this and that. But there was such an awareness of what he wanted when he had children, what he wanted to do, right? The things that were different, you know, maybe from how his dad, but the things that Kurt did and didn't do. And there was, for him that was a huge part of his future. And that was so attractive. And he wasn't scared of fatherhood. It wasn't something he wanted to put off. Um, and ultimately, like in a guy, like for me, that was huge. Well, Un we unlike a size nine show, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. It's not, it, it, it's, it's just really pretty. And, you know, mm. it's like a perfect boyfriend penis. It's not... Mm. Long-term penis. It's meaning. a long-term penis. It's not like one <laughs> of those... not a one-night stander. ...where you're like, oh, this is fun for the novelty of it, and then I'm out. Yeah. This is a penis that you can live with for the rest of your life. That's what I... <laughs> I feel like the two of you have talked about this before because you, you got you to gotta set routine on this. I feel like maybe Aaron's just kind of putting up with it and compensating for a lack of... Did you guys have a meeting about this potentially coming up and you figured out what you were going to say in defense of his size nine short stock penis? I will say that I wish personally. Yes, I'm going to say I, it. I'm going to okay, say it. Like we ahead. were on a newlywed game. Saying, he's going to say, I wish I had one more inch. That's right. Okay. Quote unquote. I hear that saying yeah. more than anything else. Right. And I always say I don't. Because let's be honest, like for fun, for one night, maybe it'd be great, but... What do you mean? For you? No. Yeah, I know you want it, but I, I always say I don't want one more inch. Meaning like, then you can't do a lot of the things that you can do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yes, but for me, just from visual standpoint, looking down, it's like just one more inch. I, I feel like it would be nice for me. And I, the, everything else is fine. You know, just one more inch. But... She's happy, and, and I'm happy. I'm very You know, happy I'm happy. Because um, I don't know, personally, like, I, I've had larger, which not, we can save that for now. Oh, God. Here it comes. Now, he's going to fixate on this for the next two months. <clears throat> Quote, unquote, sharp. Um, right. I guess it's not. 
doesn't mean it's better for me. It just doesn't. It gets in the way a little. It hurts. It's not as, can't do as much. I don't but know. is it easier to hang stuff off of? Yes. The answer <laughs> to that is yes. Like laundry. Right. Um, I, I have to get on a conference call. We're going to get the answer to the other side of this from Michelle next week. Yeah, we have we have questions from listeners, and there are multiple questions. I think we should get this answer and then just rip through these questions next week, and uh, that that means this is a two parter. Like yeah, it. to be continued. And a two part. Yes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 